Hey folks, this is Matt Peters, and this is Cast Today for June 29th. Thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, this is the penultimate episode of Cast Today, and I couldn't have a Cast Today go by without having on my friend, Corey Green. You may recognize him from the different Street Fighter tournaments held at Emporium Arcade by I Play Games, uh, and tournaments basically all over the tri-state area. So you know him, you love him, he's back. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for your support throughout this time. Thank you for the coffee that you've uh, donated through Kofi or Co. I never did figure out how to pronounce it. Uh, anyway, tomorrow's the big day. But for now, let's dig into my conversation with Corey Green. Yeah, uh, where do you want to start? I guess we can start with the covers. I mean, you were looking at them. You had called me briefly last week. And we were kind of talking about just the different stuff going on with those covers there and how um, you know they're leaving a lot of easter eggs out there for fans to find and kind of speculate on and discuss what did you get out of those I got a little further I was more kind of less I was slightly confused I was like oh it's going to be the legacy thing it's going to set the world on fire it's going to change the comic industry and whatnot and blah 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 woo, woo, woo. I'm like okay Marvel then it comes out it's like okay it's uh, oh my, just the old covers with new art and whatnot. Some of them are kind of cool, but this wasn't what I really expected. I don't think this, I don't think this is setting the world on fire in comics right now. Yeah. I kind of don't know exactly what the heck they're doing. I'm like, oh, okay. Am I, I know I'm out the loop in the comic book wise. You know, I haven't really been keeping up with the books just yet. Mm-hmm. One day, eventually, I'll try to slowly try to catch up. I'm really out the loop because so I don't know what's going on. Outside of the uh, the current storyline, the uh, don't tell me Secret Empire stuff. Yeah, yeah. I know what's going on right now, but I have not read a, a lick of. But I'm more or less just like, okay, you guys made modern versions of the, like homage to the old classic covers. What is this supposed to mean? So more or less, that's like question mark right now. Yeah, and I, I'm sure that's where they want us to be, but they also want us to have faith in them as they always do you know when stan lee would come out and he would say all that hyperbole stuff where he'd be like oh yeah you know this is the world's greatest comic book or you know this is uh the the ever-loving blue-eyed thing and he's gonna clobber everyone in his path you believe it because it's stan lee it's like all right this is an elderly man it's endearing to hear him say these type of things and we know it's just all just blown out of proportion that's how, you know, he's his claim to fame. And, and you know, when we were little kids, we saw him in a cartoon show saying, True Believer, this is the best cartoon show that's, that uh, they ever, ever produced. And, of course, we, we ran with it. So. Yeah, you know, Excelsior and all that stuff. <laughs> Stan Lee was a hype man for Marvel the same way that Flavor Flav was the hype man for Public Enemy. Or is the hype man for Public Enemy? Or is the hype man, yeah. yeah. He still is. So. <laughs> Does he still hang with them? I know they kind of had a falling out when he was Not doing really, the reality. But he shows up in the movies and like, and then the fans go, we all go bananas when we see a Stan Lee cameo on the film. Oh, no, I was talking about Flavor Flav, actually. But Stan Lee, too, oh, yeah. Oh, Flavor Flav. Oh, uh, matter of fact, I just read something yesterday, the day, the day or yesterday, that the new Public Enemy uh, album coming out for free online and Flav was with, with the band. So I don't think he ever really left. So, I mean... Yeah, <laughs> he just got kind of lost for a minute there with all that reality show stuff. I mean, man, got to eat. I, I can't hate on too much. So. That's right. I mean, you see how many kids he's got. He's got to feed those mouths. So yeah, that too. Okay, <laughs> in, in general, the man got to eat. So 
so <laughs> that's true that's true so yeah the marvel covers in particular so they they brought up a couple of different things one of which it kind of um stuck in my mind which was even though the secret empire storyline isn't over yet we see sam wilson in uh the the falcon uniform again albeit a newer looking version of it but still he's back as the falcon yeah i was kind of like uh okay uh i'm still i'm searching my feelings on that okay um so i really did like and wanted to believe in sam wilson being captain america i liked the change i thought the suit was awesome you know i uh had to uh not catch flack but i did get pretty adversarial with a lot of people who were kind of against him, kind of like guys. He was cast partner for years, you know, why this prop? Like, he, like, Bucky became cap anything. They didn't, they didn't just pick some random guy to be, to be the next Captain America. Right. Sam, he worked with the man for years. He's been trained under Captain America. Why the hell not? So I was pretty pro on this. Um, but I don't think maybe Sam was getting the reaction Marvel really thought, or, or getting the love from the fans like they thought that they would or he should. On top of that, that in, in the movie, the movie is also a game changer too now, Matt, because in the film, maybe they, just correct me here if I'm wrong, I kind of feel like Sam got brand new life on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, I totally agree. Um, I wasn't, like, as far as I know, I kind of felt like this is just me here. I'm, I don't know about anyone else. Me and a few people in, in my circle, people that I know I've talked to, Falcon was almost like, dare I say it, the Aquaman of black superheroes in the oh. universe. Oh, wow. So he was like, I'm going to say the butt of jokes, but he wasn't like, oh my God, King Falcon's so awesome, whatnot, blah, blah, blah. I love me some Falcon. And I, I didn't see that much fanfare from Falcon. But I really did like Falcon from the movies. I had faith in Falcon. I thought Falcon was kind of cool. I didn't think he was terrible, but not, I was never like, I had to see Falcon doing, doing whatever. But I did like him in the cartoon series. And I, really, and I really dug him in the Marvel Cinematic. To me, that made me really enjoy that character. So I feel like that character got a brand new life cycle from the film that got traction there. So now, go back to the comic book, uh, Steve no longer, is no longer Cap for a minute now. Sam is. So it kind of puts that character in a funny place. Yeah, they've really written themselves into like a corner. That. Yeah, which I don't think nobody saw even them. Um, I uh, I dug Sam Wilson being Cap, but I don't know how the rest of the fans felt. And now from what I've heard from the, the new character stuff that they've done, I don't know how sales-wise his books were done. Yeah, I feel like just the comic landscape in general is at a weird place right now because you have a lot of people who are watching these these movies and you know they're, they're expecting to see the comic books on screen and in a lot of cases they're getting that they're at least getting something close to that but in other cases understandably you know you take a property that's over 60 years old you're gonna have to freshen it up a little bit you know oh, you're gonna have to put a fresh I'm so tired of arguing people about this stuff oh why they didn't do it like the books oh this is it's all right, but it's not good enough. It should be like the books. They need to do such, 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 such. I'm like, guys, they cannot make these books, make these movies just like 100% like the book expected to work. Right. Just no. Just no. <laughs> yeah. They did it one-to-one. There's a film that's film they have done one-to-one, and, and people still didn't like it and was not successful. Case in point, Watchmen. Yes. 
comic book fans like watching, but moviegoers do not care for it at all. They hardly even like it. It's kind of turned off by it. So you're going to have to find a happy medium between the the source material and what works for the film. I want a good movie, not just something just like the comic book. I had a guy I almost wanted to like pretty much come at his dome over Logan on another on a uh, a nerd site. The guy was just like, "Well, I don't see the deal with Logan. I didn't see it." Blah. They these Wolverine movies are terrible. I don't see all the, all the hoopla. Blah. But he just trashed Logan. We're all kind of like a good eighty five percent of us of form members are kind of like, "Dude, you're kind of missing out." Right. Gated to being a jerk. Go see Logan. If you don't like any other Wolverine movies, fine. But if you just see one. In the past ten years, at least barely even watch Logan. So what? He's not wearing the suit. So what? He's not five three. I still argue with dudes talking about Wolverine too tall. I'm like, guys, you gonna measure this man the entire movie? You gonna measure this man the entire movie? That's what's not important. Logan could possibly be possibly be Matt the best superhero movie to film of 2017 just yet. We still got a lot of stuff to come out. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We got Spider-Man coming out in a week, which is going to be pretty great. That's which is getting really positive reception. Yeah, that's something that's right there. That's something that's going to be debated on because it's it's fairly close to the book, at least by his attitude, his age, his look, and everything. But already you got people. There's a lot of different stuff. I mean, that's true. Maybe the aesthetics are are, are similar to the book, and some uh, a few things, but a lot of things that's different. The supporting cast is now vastly different. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, to me, and again, like you said, this is this is just me. It feels a little, you know, unfair that they borrowed so heavily from Miles Morales' uh, situation. Like even with uh, with Ned Leeds making him look like Miles' friend uh, was a Genki, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna keep an open mind because when you know we're getting a Miles Morales animated Spider-Man film, I believe. Yeah, we definitely are, and I'm keeping an open mind too. It's just you can you can tell that they were very generous of what they borrowed from the I Miles Morales book. I'm gonna a little bit of everything, more or less, and just work with the best of everything. But I want, and I, I'm I'm pretty uh, positive on this movie. I want to see what they're going to do. Um, I want to see what they do with this film and how how they're going to handle Miles and his animated movie. I think it's the animated movie. Is going to be even more. Uh, I think open more doors for that character, especially if it's really good and and get kids to like it. That's a whole different can of worms. There. Yeah, we got to keep those kids uh, involved in comic books. People you know, I have no idea how how important making sure you get that 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 kid and child audience. It's, Man, it's, I stress it uh, more than enough. Yeah, like I mean, it, it literally changes the game on a lot of things. It's true. It's true. You, you got people complaining about Teen Titans Go all the time. And God, okay. Yeah, one, you're missing out on some very sarcastic humor. <laughs> like you've never seen on TV before. That's number I think one. Your fans don't appreciate the humor that it, like, it's a lot of some really funny stuff. Yeah. I think I met a writer at Comic Con who even said a lot of fans don't understand this comic book stuff, superhero stuff, can also be very funny. And you know, because this this is the, this guy was writing for superhero super squad, mm-hmm. and sometimes these characters don't have to always be one hundred percent serious. This stuff can be very entertaining and very funny, like Batman Brave and the Bold. Case in point. 
Yeah, that was a great cartoon, but it took a while for it to find its audience, almost till like the third season, almost, you know, when they started getting... I mean, people took people a long time to warm up to it. Yeah. And I think also a lot of younger fans are not used to seeing Batman being campy and silly. If you're in our ilk, we've seen every incarnation of Batman that it did, practically. So we, we, we know, for newer fans, it's kind of jarring for them. But he was still serious, still Batman, he did things with a smile. But had that that camp that we kind of grew up with when we were kids, but and it all still worked. Definitely, it was still entertaining and still funny. Yeah, rest in peace, Adam West. You know, rest definitely. Rest in peace, Adam West. Yeah, I get on that later. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Speaking of of direct translations and everything like that, and what comic fans are really looking for, that actually brings us to the next thing, which is that Inhumans trailer that dropped today. Mm-hmm. What What did you think about that, man? Um. I'm okay with it. I'm, I don't. I'm not, you know, flipping off the walls about it. I, um, I'm not. I'm not negative on it either. I'm. I'm kind of semi lukewarm. Really, I think, if anything, I think it got right. It maybe did like Lockjaw because I was uh, wondering how they're going to handle Lock, Lockjaw yeah. with the television budget, and I already like Lockjaw, so they won me over with the Lockjaw. <laughs> um, I did like seeing Karnak and Medusa. Um, I can warm up to uh, Black Bolt's look for the TV show, but mine is the TV show. I kind of think this is going to be more story driven. It's not the story driven, it's story heavy, but mm-hmm. I think I would say don't judge it off face value. Cause a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it looks bland, it looks boring, blah blah blah." I'm like, no, 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 no. I think you guys really need to really take a step back and really wait till it comes out and judge it. The final product, I think, will be very story driven. And very, uh, you know, dealing with family drama and politics. That's what Inhumans is about. Anyway, they just don't go with no bad villain of the week in the first place. And I think that stuff may work for television. Yeah, I think so. And I think that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has proven that we're ready for a serialized show like that. Yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like this past, I feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. really kicked a lot of asses with this prior season. Man. Uh, I'm almost, not heartbroken, but just really just like down the dumps. We have to wait till January to get Asian Shield. I'm like, really, guys? Really, guys? Like, I, I, mean, I saw it in the end of the uh, season. I flipped the table. I'm like, guys, are you serious? January. Right. But I guess in, in, in this place, it's going to be inhuman since Asian Shield's already pretty inhuman heavy. I guess this show is going to now pick up the plaque and show you why inhumans are so important and whatnot and show you the royal family and what their deal is. And hopefully people will be receptive to it. I hope it's good. Um, we probably need to see more. And then it's, and mine is on ABC on top of that. It's got a television budget. I, I don't see them doing no big drawn-out smackdown fights in the middle of New York. No time, so. Yeah, those kids on Fresh Off the Boat aren't teleporting around, so you got to yeah. keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, so I'm intrigued so far. I need to see a little more, but I think for the most part it's going to be something more story-driven. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll leave that. Yeah, I've really dug the uh, the Paul Jenkins uh, in Humans book that came out around the time Marvel Knights started up. Yeah, I'm a big Paul Jenkins fan. Yeah, that was a great book. It had a very moody feel to it. It was very dark. Understandably, like you said, it's network television, so it's not going to be as dark as that. But yeah, it was all about just like politics and, and intrigue and family betrayal and stuff. It yeah, was a good was- book. We were talking about Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite and the exclusion of the X-Men characters. Now, there was a statement that was put out by 
um, one of the uh, the dev team that they were in conversation with Marvel, and basically they all came to the agreement that nobody really cared about the X Men anymore. So that's why they didn't really insist that on. That nags me. Yes. That, that <laughs> nags me a lot. So no one remembers them, or, the, or all these cockamamie excuses like, guys, let's cut the BS. <laughs> you know good and well, fans have been screaming for we want some X, what X Men characters at. Right. Well, those characters are just utilities. Like no comic no fam, no Marvel, no Capcom. You y'all know good and well. People want to use Wolverine, Magneto, and Storm. And you, you need X Men in the Marvel. Even Cyclops. I mean, that's one of the few times I I'll enjoyed. Yeah. You said, you said what? Yes, bring back Cyclops. Yes, dude. That's one of the few times I enjoyed playing as Cyclops in an X Men game. Was in the Marvel, you know, Street Fighter X Men games and all that. Mm-hmm. Like. Here's my take. Um, I think that sucks, and I, I hopefully fans will get more vocal with them that shows about that. This is just me. This is just me. Everyone else may not feel the same way, but I think a lot of people really do. I hope fans are vocal enough to get in both of those companies here. It's like, guys, you really need to, to put some X-Men characters in there. Do what you got to do, whatever red tape you got to do. Because they've already, I don't, know, I don't know if you've heard, one of their mobile games, one of their other Marvel games that's out now they're pulling the fantastic four characters out of pulling them out wow that's one of their mobile games so but if you already <laughs> download them a ball from the whatnot you have fine but i don't know how soon but they're pulling the ff characters out that's 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 a whole lot of suck right there yeah and i just had a conversation with a friend of mine like three weeks ago saying we had a debate because he believed that Marvel was not using their X-Men. They had four franchises. I'm like, no, they have them in the game. I'm like, bro, there's a bunch of X-Men characters in Marvel Omega um, on PS4 and uh, PC and all that, so I don't see why Marvel's Capcom have X-Men characters. And I was kind of on the fence with this. I'm like, no, I believe you probably know the X-Men. He was saying, no, I'm probably not. Now I slowly am starting to, after hearing this news a few days ago, now I'm starting to slowly believe him. Between that and the statements that came out, I'm like, okay. I'm starting to see his side, and this, and this is remotely uh, what they're doing. This really sucks. It sucks balls as a fan and as a Marvel fan. They only have fragmented a third of the universe used when I don't see your competition, but one of the major companies has all their stuff, and they can practically do the hell they want to do with no problem. That's true. DC has that advantage over Marvel in that particular instance where they still own all the rights to the movies of all their characters they can do whatever they want it's it's a self-inflicted limitation that they put on themselves with the tv versus the movies where sometimes certain characters will drop off the shows because they don't want them to get overexposed like it's it's very strange oh and there's another part to this here's another problem they want their marvel versus capcom game to make a certain number of problems right um, I said day one when I heard her and I read that I think I, think I read that I said for them to make that kind of number I'm saying right now they need X-Men characters yeah there should be no excuse for them to not have X-Men characters they want, they want to make that self-prediction even off the roster they got now they, to me to get to me to get that number the way one or two little sales these next characters then mm-hmm. they announced Dragon Ball Z Fighters. That's stolen a lot of Marvel's Capcom stuff. A 
lot of people was like, oh, Dragon Ball Z fired by the developing team of Arc System that guy from the Guilty Gear. Like, hey, this is going to be like the first real serious Dragon Ball Z fighting. You ever played Guilty Gear, any of those games in that, in that franchise? Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, uh, I'm going to say Marvel vs. Capcom. Marvel vs. Capcom ish, the single player, this anime fighting game, but it's a serious fighting game. Now imagine Dragon Ball Z painted with that as a serious fighting game. Where is it going to be an esports and be an e? That's a big time. That's a big competitor for Marvel's Capcom that can take it as taking in and can't take it out of the country. Oh, yeah. In my opinion, that should put a light of fire under Capcom and under Marvel to really come with their A game and get this game to where it should be uh, to compete on that level to make people really want to uh, get it by and play it. And having esports, if not, a lot of guys are dropping off Marvel to get Dragon Balls in the I'm with you on that, and there's a lot of competition in the in the esports world right now. I mean, we just got Tekken Seven. You know, we had Injustice Two come out that dropped earlier. Uh, you know, Street Fighter Five. Already competition. You yeah. Got Justice Two to deal with, which is just, that's you know DC uh, big video game for the year. It's a big fighting game. That's esports. That's getting exposure. You know. And the fighting game genre is, I won't say, it was a little crowded because you got that big game, Tekken 7, Street Five was out there. People look for Marvel's Capcom to be the next big fighting game to play. And now here comes sideways with Dragon Ball Z fight. <laughs> you, can, you can't, you know, screw around now. Now you're going to have to do something to get those sales numbers projections for Marvel's Capcom. Marvel's Capcom will drop in September. That's like, that's, that's, yeah. that feels like decades away. Everything's going to change by then. Yeah, um, I don't know if they'll have some. Well, the reaction to the demo online for the PS4 demo was not satisfactory, but a lot of people who played the actual fighting game one on you know, versus demo playing people mm-hmm. seem to love it. That's a good sign, but a lot of buzz has died down because of Dragon Ball the fighters. Definitely. I will Marvel or Capcom will try to get to the red tape because they can carefully with that game or get them DLC down the line soon. Don't don't fart around. Don't come out with statements saying, "Oh, people don't remember them." Yes, just stop. That's that's not that's not even even remotely true. I'm not lie. They said that. I, that's odd to me. You can't you can't deflect that. Just I, if I were them, I, I would get on. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. That, that like that would be nice. So it would be. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate you spending so much time with me tonight. Um, I'm sure the listeners appreciate it as well. Corey, you are always welcome on the show, man. Thanks, thanks for joining me. Thank you, sir. It's an honor. All right. All right, folks. Hope you enjoyed yourselves. Uh, we are going to cut out. Corey's got some games to play. I got some editing to do. So <laughs> this is Matt Peters for Corey Green saying stay mighty. Peace out.